I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm one half of your presenting, Joe. I'm Stu with you. Joining me always, Christopher William Glasson. All right? Yeah, you're looking really hot. What, You're like sexy, very sexy. Hot or like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks, mate. I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a pass when we go in a camper van. I'm gonna make a pass on you. Okay. Is it not a pass at you? A pass on you. Pass at <laughs> a you. A pass on you is a yeah. It's it's my version of it. Yeah. Yeah. I've had plenty yeah, of women pass on me. Like, <laughs> but that's 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 nothing. Uh, that, that's that's nothing. Um. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I did have a little weekend away. Uh, went away in a camper van. It was nice and hot. But uh, but I got bit by a lot of gnats. I got gnat bites. Oh no! Yeah, Where, anywhere awkward. Yeah, well, no, not particularly awkward. But I had like one there, and I was thinking, yeah. oh, is this going to give me like a lazy eye? It started to kind of swell, and I thought, oh no, this is not oh, a good look mate. for me. And uh, yeah, and I got a couple on my neck. But it's not the most interesting story. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, not going to dig right into it. <laughs> did, did you see that one when when we all went to Ibiza like a few years ago for a friend stag do? And I woke up one morning and uh, and Mozzie had bit me right on the eye there, and my whole face just swelled up. <laughs> we're going to some really nice nightclub. And I just look like an absolute freak walking around. <laughs> you ain't had a lot of luck with that eye. You've always oh, gone like woody, ain't yeah, you? It's yeah, always yeah, like. Just yeah. a bit weird, yeah. Well, look, before we get uh, on with today's episode and introduce yes. our guest, um, we should thank our sponsors. So one of our sponsors is the Sama Academy, which is a martial arts academy. So if you want to learn how to be super tough uh, and beat up people, uh, then go to sama-academy.co.uk uh, and find out how you can learn martial arts uh, and be a tough guy. That's that's where we learn all our moves, right? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, yeah. We can we can walk the streets of Essex comfortably now, <laughs> safe in the knowledge. There was two. There was two really alpha dudes, right? You don't you haven't seen my road yet, but it's really narrow, and there's cars either side parked. There's and alpha men in Margate at least once a day. I think they're just passing through, right? I think they're coming from somewhere like Maidstone, right? And uh, and basically, there's always like like like, like they'll, they'll pull up and neither of them will want to move. And like five minutes before this podcast, I could hear them screaming at each other. These two alpha blokes. So I just went down there and beat the shit out of them. And yeah, so I taught me that. So if you want to learn, Summer Hyphen Academy. Academy. 
Who's our other sponsor? Oh, that wanker. Justin Price. Big Papa J. Where did that come from? Um, he had it in his mind. He used to... He used to try and be sexy with his wife uh, and put on this kind of weird accent and right. say, come and see Big Papa Jay. Uh, and it, it was one of the most creepiest things I've ever witnessed. Um, <laughs> and then he just sort of stuck with it. I think it repulsed his wife so much that he just thought, right, I'm rolling with this now. And yeah, Big Papa Jay is now the host of the Say What podcast, uh, which... Uh, I've now seen his advertising on uh, the London Underground. Uh, there's three quotes. One <laughs> just says, um, total pricks. Uh, and the other two are just from the hosts. They've quoted they've, they've quoted their own Themselves. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfavorably as well. Um, but yeah, so go check that out. The, uh, the Say What <laughs> podcast advertised on London Underground and along the M25 on billboards. That's what happens when you have money and no talent. You can just do all of that marketing, yeah, man. but essentially it's going nowhere. Oh, mate, I can't wait to see it. Can you, have you got a picture you can send me? Yeah, I will. I'll send you the one on the underground. It is absolutely amazing. fucking amazing. Amazing, amazing. I, I want to stick a pin in. You know when you said he did an, sort of like an, Ameri- like an accent for his missus or he had a persona yes. to spice things up in the bedroom? I just want to put a little pin in that. So later on, just we'll just might come back to that, given given what we're talking about today. So okay. would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, yes. Um, I met Ruth uh, when she kindly came on the Off the Beaten Track podcast, uh, and we had a right old laugh uh, and spoke about some wonderful records. So I was like, "You need to come on Hardcore Listing and uh, and have a crack with me and Chris." Um, Ruth, how are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. It's a wonderful sunny day in Holloway, where I live in North London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very good. And I got a bit sunburnt at the weekend as well in the beer garden and did a bit of pub karaoke as well. If you... Oh. Yeah. So are you into karaoke, you two? Andy Williams can't take my eyes off you every time. (laughs) That's what I was going to ask, yeah. What about you, Chris? What's your signature? Um, My signature used to be New York, New York, Sinatra, up until about 13 uh, and then everyone just forced me to stop singing. The last time I did it was The Streets, and I, I sung a Dry Your Eyes, mate, oh. at Christmas, and uh, everyone got me to turn it off after about two minutes. They're like, right, stop now. I was like, okay, thank you. Dry Your Eyes, mate, it's not one that everyone can sort of... It's not a sweet Caroline, is it? It's, it's not. It's not that uplifting. But I've just been dumped. So, oh, uh, my God. No, I, I hadn't. <laughs> but that's a nice segue into... Yeah, yeah, sneaky shoe, go on. Well, look, I want to ask you what your top five is, but before that, I want to know what you sang oh, okay. at the weekend. I sang oh, okay, at yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Well, I did two songs. I did my... I start, this was wrong because I started off quite early in the night with a real belter, which was Do You Think I'm Sexy, Rod Stewart. Mm. That's ambitious. Mm. And everyone, I'll get everyone doing their, if you want my body, and everyone was going for it. And then I did later... When the mood was a bit more, you know, going going into more serious territory, I did Tears Dry on that own by Amy Winehouse. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't do it well. Like no, <laughs> no, that's not the idea though, is it? I don't like too much of a triad at karaoke. Nah. And in Essex, in Essex we get a lot of that. Yeah. We get a lot of that. Oh no. For a lot of people, it's their big break, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If, with me, it's all enthusiasm, no skill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get the crowd going. Yeah. yeah, you can yeah. apply that to anything on my CV. What you've just said there, Ruth. <laughs> it gets you through a lot. <laughs> Absolutely, no one can argue with it. What's your top five, mate? So, uh, well, I, I thought about a few top fives I was going to do. 
One was like, you might want to do these in future ones. One was um, the top five things you can do in the pub. One was the top five worst sounds you can hear. Um, <laughs> I thought that would be a good oh. one. A really yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Like, number one for me is some people chewing. But you might want to do that one in the future. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Let's bank it. I don't think we've actually done work. We've done favourite sounds. Mm. But we've not done worse sounds, so definitely that's uh, yeah, like that one. Yeah, write that one down. Um, and then I was chatting to my mate Raya, and she she said, "Oh, I would do." She goes, "If I was doing top five, I'd do the top five best reasons Ronnie O'Sullivan has given for not winning the snooker." And that just triggered <laughs> something in my brain, and I said, "I can do the top five reasons I've been dumped." Wow, powerful, powerful. Um, a lot in there, you know. Is this going to be a really sad podcast? Well, is this like is this like my choice of the streets yeah. for Christmas Day? Well, I've already thought about this when I was I was thinking about it today, and I thought, um, yeah, there will be some bleak moments. <laughs> thinking, you know, Mike Lee, Ken Roach. That's what, hell. is that right, Ken Roach? We were thinking those Fucking sorts hell. of things. But yeah, sure. There's like there's there's humour there as well. Yeah. Like to set the scene. I'm a serial monogamist. I've never had a one night stand. I've never kissed anyone who hasn't been my boyfriend. So I've got uh, sort of a wealth of about 25 years of, of awful long-term relationships. Just to, <laughs> oh, just to no. from. And, you know, you can either look back at those 25 years and think, oh, my God, what a waste of time. Or you can think content, sitcom, sitcom for that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, something to make me rich. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, make is, it worth it. In the yeah, exactly. Is this podcast essentially your pitch? <laughs> I've, already, I've already pitched something like this, but um, but no, it's uh, it's just that I've, I've had like a few kind of unbelievable and funny reasons for being dumped. So no, it's not going to be a, a sad one. There might be like okay. the one that's a bit like probably not very nice, but it's, we're not going to go too dark. It's be- I'm just messing. Go wherever <laughs> you want. So Ruth, are they ranked from like? Five to one, as in one being the worst. They're ranked from they're, they're ranked from five to one as one being what I would think is the funniest. Excellent. Fantastic. So I'm starting. I mean, there's all a bit of humour to all of them, but the the top two are real, real ones. <laughs> yeah. Let's have number five. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So number five. Um, reason I got dumped. Fell asleep during the film Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> what time was it? What time was, was it? Was it late? Was it late? It was in the was cin- it no, it wasn't late. It was in the cinema. It was probably about seven o'clock. Um, I'm not a brilliant film watcher. Probably only seen four films. Um, yeah. And four. four films, and one of them was Hollow Man. Do you remember Hollow Man? Twenty five percent already lost. <laughs> so you've only really watched three films. Yeah, uh, and they're carry ons. Like, carry on, Doctor. Carry on again, Doctor. Carry on, Matrix. All right, okay. Oh, you've pulled it back there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we, we've gone to the cinema. Um, when we've like uh, three of our friends, I think me and my boyfriend. It was my first ever boyfriend. This, Ooh. and we've been together. Well, we've been together about four years, and uh, I just remember opening my eyes, and he's like elbowing me like this, and the credits are going. And then when <laughs> we come out, he says like he's really angry, and he said, um, oh, six, "It was six pound fifty for a cinema ticket," and he went, "Oh, six pound fifty wasted." And I thought, "Fucking hold on, I paid for both tickets." 
Just plain old fannying about. <laughs> you weren't watching a film like Emmanuel. <laughs> exactly. Getting, or getting like, do you remember Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? Yes. yes. With like a big tits yeah. and vampire look. A big, That's big, big vampire. Get, <laughs> I would have never have just sat in my pants watching Elvira, no way. Because <laughs> I think I'd have been... There'd have been uh, some displays of erections going on there. <laughs> have you? Have you ever? Displays um, of erections is a great name for a film. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Um, I've fallen asleep in a cinema. So sleepless in a Seattle on a date. Um, and uh, and then I I had this massive crush. So when I came out of uni, I I went 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 and worked in a uh, steakhouse. That's how I used my degree. And um, I really like this girl. And after about a year, I was emphatically in love with this girl to the point where I was writing her love messages all the time at home that I was going to get Pip to deliver to her because I just didn't have the confidence back then to, to say, like, look, I just can't be, but I just need to know, do you want to go out for a drink? So I just come up with all these things. And I never, I asked her out finally. And my great, my galaxy brain decision was to take her to the cinema. And I took her to watch The Possession of Emily Rose, which was like this really weird horror film. Uh, yeah, that was it. No more dates after that. So I was like, oh, shit. Should have picked Greece or well, Ghostbusters. I reckon she'd have liked Ghostbusters. But, but on the times you fell asleep in the cinema, you said you fell asleep on a date. Yeah. yeah. Your date wasn't, I never want to see you again, get your stuff, you're out. No, no, no. She was She was fine. We were like 15 and I don't know, like I got. I totally got away with that one. I think I thought it was really cool to be asleep in it as well because I was a 15 triad, I think. <laughs> I remember, like, when, when we'd go clothes shopping, she'd go in a girl's shop and I wouldn't walk in there. <laughs> <laughs> How pathetic is that? Just in case people thought, what the clothes were for you? I don't know. I move back on. I'll be picking that one out with a psychologist, I'm sure, at some point. Well, but, this uh... is the thing. I mean, around that time when I was with that boyfriend, I had to let him off and say he was 50, between the ages of 15 to 20. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I do have to kind of, uh, although it does seem a bit of an unhinged reason. to stop Yeah, he's unhinged. At 20 yeah. years of age to dump someone for having a nap in the cinemas, yeah. definitely unhinged. Very- I fall asleep every time I go to the cinema. You do, Grandad, don't you? <laughs> yep. You fall asleep driving. I like me 40 winks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's comfortable. It's dark. It's comfortable. You're relaxed. What, what else right. am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I smashed my mm. large bag of pick a mix yeah. before the, the traders have started. Yeah. And then I'm bored. I literally only go to the cinema so I can go and get that little scoop thing out and just go to work with a pick a mix. <laughs> because they don't do like high level stuff. They do like them kind of like chocolate mices that, that ain't very good. Yeah. But they also do. Them kind of wine gums that ain't Maynards. They're the budget ones, so they're a bit harder and yeah. they're better. Yeah, yeah. And like, and so like, that's 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 the cinema for me. I'm not interested. Like after that, I'm. I don't think I've got the end of a film in a cinema for the last ten years. Definitely. Are you are you just crashing? Are you just having a sugar crash? Because you're like just stuffing your face. If you don't eat a lot of like treats. You know, you only have your like your Harry Bows there. You're mm. probably off your face during the trailers, like just like white knuckling <laughs> it. But, and as soon as like the class, the, the BBC classification comes up, you're like oh, fucking passing out. I don't know. I'm consistently greedy, so I don't think I've sort of peaked when I went to the cinema. Oh, okay. Like, oh, I think, okay, fair yeah, enough. I think I'm just getting to that age where I need a yeah. nap. 
Uh, number four, fine. Ruth, what you got? Uh, number four, um, I'm going to say, uh, per- I was dumped because the person told me he was dead inside, but really he was actually seeing the receptionist do his work. This is the one that's probably not very nice. <laughs> now, I've had dead inside. I've had men tell me that they're dead inside. Weirdly, after spending mm. prolonged periods of time with me, like I've had them <laughs> they're dead inside and they've got no emotions. I think this is quite a new thing for men to be a bit brooding or, I don't know, might like say, mm. I've got no emotions, you know, I shouldn't be mm. with anyone, I shouldn't have a girlfriend. Uh, this guy I'd been with for about five years, different guy, and... Um, he said, oh, you're too good for me, you know, I'm dead inside, no emotions, because you're in a relationship. And then two weeks later, I saw him walking around with the receptionist from his work, 20 years younger than him. They're married now, so that's nice. <laughs> good for him. Good for him. Well done. See you that's, that's terrible. He's absolutely beautiful. She's got massive tits. What can I say? <laughs> but I do, I do look at her and think, well, what are you doing with him? Because I know he's not very nice. You know. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Inside, isn't be he? Better. yeah, yeah. Maybe she's dead inside now. I mean, that is well. Maybe he's made her. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Oh God, <laughs> I hope so. I hope they're so unhappy oh. and she's trapped. I hope so. You know. <laughs> um, so- this is a positive outlook. I like it. <laughs> so. Uh- yeah, so that was like, uh, that was that, that really broke my heart. So he was like my longest relationship. It broke my heart at the time. Um, was you really, uh, you really, you really caught fit. You were in love with him heavily at that point, And he was just like, uh, I mean, I, this is a completely different experience for me. I'm dead inside. I'm dead inside. You bring nothing to my life. I wouldn't think it's, it's a funny thing, isn't it, love? Because do you reckon, do you reckon you've been out with people and you've said you love them, but actually you look back and you think, oh no, I was just in a sort of, I mean, I don't know what your relationship history is, whether you've been with the same person since, you know, whenever. I reckon the first girl I said I loved, I definitely confused it with an erection. Yeah. Hundred percent. The first girl I loved, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never seen that as a kid. Like when, like when we got our, when I first got our Betamax, and the old man used to take us to the video shop. I'd always see like Emmanuel and Electric Blue Six or something like that. Oh, Electric on, Blue on the top shelf, and I was yeah. just like, I sort of like disappear from my dad because I couldn't like have my dad no, catch yeah, me yeah. looking at the yeah, top yeah. shelf. But I was yeah. always just, oh my god, I really want to have a look on the back of that cassette box, yeah, see yeah. what's on there. It's, it's it's a big risk to do that as right. well. It does yeah. feel like, you know, like Indiana Jones, you won't know this, Ruth, but uh, the bit where he nicks the, he takes the golden statue off the yeah. podium. I feel like that when you, you're going to touch it and you're, you're yeah. in the like blockbuster. Absolutely. You're just going to capture a quick, I'm just going to go and look at the cartoons, dad. Like, yeah, no worries, son. And I'm like, well, I'll go down that alley. I'll take two lefts, double back, <laughs> and then I'll be at the grot. <laughs> Do you know what I thought? I thought about this the other day when I was in a news agent looking at all the um, the saucy mags at the top. I was just having a good old look at them, and I thought it's fucking great being an adult. I can look at these all day long. Yeah, I can just have a good look. I can even buy one and take it away for one. Then when I was a kid, I you couldn't do that. No, no like no. it's almost like I felt my eyes going up yeah. there, and almost felt like Satan. Was like you know all my parents, or just even the the news agent was going to be really yeah. annoyed at me for yeah. it. I, I, uh, but now, yeah, just have a good old look. Did you ever buy one, Chris? I, um, I would steal them. Oh, because I, um, I was just too, like, scared. Mm. I was obviously not scared of, like, the law, 
But the, the idea of walking up and going to someone, I'll oh, just buy this uh, pornographic material, please. <laughs> it's just too much for me. I, so, yeah. I got up really early on a Sunday morning and cycled <laughs> literally, literally to about three postcodes from where I lived. And I just went into this news agent's and just bought Razzle or something like that. And like, and I literally was absolutely petrified. And I, I reckon I must have been about fifth, 14, 15. And like, uh. and, uh, and I just went and sort of gave it to the, the, the man behind the counter. <laughs> and he just sort of looked at me like a little bit kind of like a bit disgusted in me, really. But like, I don't think he wanted to have the conversation around, are you old enough for this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I did cycle about three postcodes to kind of, you know, maintain my, um, Anonymity, is that the word? And uh, I cycled from there back to home like fucking Lance Armstrong, mate. I was home <laughs> in about fucking 10 minutes. and was just like, oh, how's that, Dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, just going to go and have a nap. I thought this is going to be me <laughs> for the next fucking midday. week. <laughs> and I had, I had a game of um, that game, uh, Frustration. Like, uh, ironically, it was called Frustration. Yeah. Uh, but um, I used to take the, the game out and all the, the, the sort of like plastic that it was set in, and I used to stash me, 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 me copy of Razzle under that and then put it back. It was, it was a good space. But that's floating about in a charity shop somewhere, and one day somebody <laughs> is going to bust that open and get treated to some probably late 80s um, pornography in the, oh, uh, in the shape of Razzle. Yeah, there you go. What happened to the the old days when you? I know it's become a cliche now, but you would always find some in a bush. Forest Forest, porn. Forest porn is brilliant. Mm. Uh, The first one I ever saw was well, I'd seen a few soggy ones in bushes, but the first one that I'd seen dried out was like my mate had found it in Romford. (laughs) He's like, oh, me and Vinny. I never met Vinny. You live about forty miles from Romford. You've got to get it on where you can get it, Stu. I had a wide circle of friends just for the bush pool. And he was like, do you want to come and have a look at it? And I was like, obviously, yeah. And um, went round there. He fucking went, he didn't discuss this with me beforehand. Got round his house and he went, right, you want to see it? I was like, absolutely, that's why I'm around here. He went, right, I'll just go and ask my mum. Why did God go and ask your mum to show me some tits? And uh, yeah, and she had to give, she gave him permission, and then he brought it in his bedroom, and it was in a little black folder, and he fucking put, he hole punched it. Wow. Right. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. yeah. So his mum was sort of holding the keys, really. Yeah, one. yeah, exactly. To the it's kind of responsible, like when you know when mums buy condoms for their teenage kids and put them in the bathroom. It's that sort of thing, isn't it? That is that is a lovely thought, but in Basildon, that never happened. No, that- <laughs> no, that's way more darker in Basildon. That's <laughs> she, essentially she's peddling filth to kids. Like <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, no, no. I mean, actually, it actually was responsible, Ruth. When I look back, like she was like, ah. Oh, but yeah, as a kid, I just wanted to die inside, but I also wanted to see what a muff looked like. And to be honest with you, that that outweighed the, the embarrassment. So I just, they like literally, I don't think she, she, did, she weren't over my shoulder while I was looking at it. At least she left the room. Yeah, that would have been the next. <laughs> Super weird. That might have We've taken like a really stopwatch. 
<laughs> well, she's covering up the tits. She's got as you're looking. She's got a hand over the fan and the So yes, you're allowed to look at it. You can see the areola, but no, no. You can read the stories. Yeah. <laughs> We oh. have we have digressed here. I know really we, were, we were talking about love, so not really. But um, yeah, but yeah, I was saying like uh, I think a lot of the time, like when I look back at these relationships, you know, what's always happened is the bloke says to me, "I love you," and I've gone, "Oh fucking hell, I better say it back," without even thinking whether I really love the person or not. Mm. So I would say mm. in all of these situations, I've said it, not really knowing. If that's, mm. it becomes more of a convenience. So, yeah, my question yeah. to you guys was, if you think you've, oh, yeah, you said oh, you had erections, yeah. Stu. You got love confused with erections. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I, I think that's really interesting, Ruth, because it's hard to define what love is. Like, I don't think I actually properly loved someone until I was 27. And um, and it took, and, and I was dating her for, so I'm kind of the opposite of you where most of my life until my late twenties, I was single and, um, and I, I, and I was, I was with her for 18 months and then I realized I was like, no, this is definitely love. Um, I thought I, the first person I thought I was in love with, it was just ecstasy. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that was, yeah. That was odd, but yeah, I really, I think I, I recognise I love her, but I totally understand like what you, what you said there. I think that's completely normal, like for people and, and for kids to, just to sort of like think that that's the thing to do, or maybe it is love. And if and it, unfortunately, a lot of my girl mates have had, uh, have, have dated absolute bell pieces, and you know, how do you know? Is is that not all guys? Are you. I don't know. Do you just get used to it and stuff like that? Yeah, but it's a tricky one. That's the thing. And like, so my first boyfriend was so awful. You go to the next one, and they're slightly better, and you think, better. "Oh, you're nice yeah. now." But then quickly realise they're not, and then you go to the next one. And you go, "Oh, you actually want to spend time with me," and then that sort of, you know, that goes, and then they're not nice, and then you know, you realise you're like, "Is this? Oh, is this what a normal relationship looks like?" So yeah, it's it's hard, but. Um, I think I was just, we'd just become more like friends, really, me and this uh, ex-boyfriend. Also, like, <clears throat> 20 years younger, receptionist, big tits. I mean, that is essentially, you mentioned stories in wank mags. That's basically mm. a story in a wank mag, isn't it? I've been banging one out since you mentioned it, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm going to take off my crocheted pants and have a go in a minute, mate. That was my concern. I thought, oh, I'm going to say this to these guys. Like, isn't that bad? And they're going to be like, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really bad. What, big-titted receptionist? That's terrible. What, 25-year-old 20, big-titted receptionist? Oh, I feel sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought, oh, I'm not going to get these guys on side. But, yeah, so that's uh, that's reason number three. He was He was dead inside. He was dead inside. Dead inside and he's, wow. Yeah, he's, uh, was that three or was that four? Have we done two oh, so far? Oh, that was reason four. Sorry. You yeah, might yeah, have to do yeah, some yeah. skillful editing around that one. Sorry. It's all right. It's all good. So what's your number three? Uh, number three is um, a new girl started at our work who was really into Pearl Jam. The band. <laughs> You know, I thought that was the start of the story, not the reason. Jesus. No, that's the reason. No, that's the reason. So uh, I was working in a music shop and I was like 21 and I started seeing the assistant manager who was about 27 and he was always really into grunge, like Mud Honey, 
uh, Pearl Jam. Who were the other? Who were the other great grunge bands? Um, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Alice, uh, that, other, um, that other that other one that not many people know about, um, Nirvana. Nirvana, as well. yeah. yeah, yeah. Those those kind of uh, those kind of bands. I uh, really like them. And then I was going out with him for about like six months, um, and he said he like was told me he was in love with me and, and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we slept together for what I didn't realise was the last time because about like twenty five minutes after he'd removed his penis from me, he was like, "Oh, I'm not attracted to you anymore." And I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Like twenty minutes ago, twenty minutes ago, you would seem pretty attracted to me then." Uh, and then I was like, Jesus Christ. Right? Right? And then I was like, okay. You know, and I was young, so I was really upset. And, yeah, uh, I bet. <laughs> so then I went to, I worked with him still. So I went to work and a new girl had started. And then uh, we all, a few weeks later, we all went out to this um, party, this work do. And um, he got off with us sort of like in front of me. Um, and uh, the only reason I could deduce was like she was wearing a Pearl Jam T-shirt, but it was a bit offensive to me because she looked like Michael Jackson dressed as a witch. And I was like, <laughs> that was like how I would describe her. Look. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just I just put two and two together and thought, okay, she's a massive Pearl Jam fan, so is he. Uh, so that's why he didn't like me anymore. Never really got an explanation. Got another job. Got a job at HMV. And um, I think he paints Warhammer figures now. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with painting Warhammer figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, are you quite happy with that though? Are you kind of like, ha ha. Um, that's what you do. Yeah, I want to, but I don't want to be mean to nice people who paint Warhammer figures. Uh, listen, I'm the biggest nerd that ever existed. So Stu's always winding me up. We're always going at each other. So uh, yeah, no, nothing against us losers. <laughs> But um, I, I would feel a little bit inside, a little bit happy about that as well. I'd be like, haha, that's what you do now. Yeah, um, totally. That's so fucked up. Like, that must have been so bad for your, like, like I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Sorry, I'm speaking for you here. But Jesus Christ, like, that's kind of a tough thing to hear straight after sex. It's not like sex is a really, it's quite, I don't know. It can be quite tra- traumatising if you hear stuff like that. Oh, yeah, definitely, like it was. And, I mean, like, you know, no one wants to get rejected. And particularly if you're, no. like, there's a lot um, with, like, a sort of older man as well and a younger, you know, I was 21, uh, very fragile, like, you know, your, your self-esteem and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he was just really immature, immature bloke. You know, I look back at it now and go, God, he was really, he wasn't, he was another one who told me he was dead inside and couldn't have a relationship. There's a lot of it about, a lot of it about, um, you know, Jesus. so it's like, he was like, He probably paints vampires. That's what I reckon. Probably what? <laughs> he probably paints vampires. Well, she looked like, Warhammer. she looked a bit like a vampire, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, uh, I just think, I think he was kind of wanted to end it and needed a reason, and that was his reason to end it. And you know, didn't think about how what a horrible thing that would be. And then also, we had to work yeah. together. It's like you know, have you ever been out with anyone you work with, and then split up? Yeah, yeah. I've had some. Ma- I literally, I, I can tell you some stories, Ruth, but just not on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. I'm really. I was a bit nervous about this. I thought I'm going to talk about things that I can't talk about, so I'm trying to be quite careful. Yeah, no, I'll tell I, you after. <laughs> I, I uh, I've never heard the 
I'm dead inside thing. And and there's, you know, guys don't, talk. Don't, don't lie to me that you, you're not like, a fucking, like an energy vampire to all your partners. I look at Carol, she like, looks gaunt. She looks like she like, died about 20 years ago. Like, I, no, but the thing is, it's like, I was always that guy that, oh, I didn't. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Never really have that many long-term relationships. Like, maybe the longest relationship was like a year. And uh, and I was, I could I couldn't break up with someone because I... I can't deal with the fact that someone might not like me like that. I cannot handle that. I'm like, how can I not not go out with you, but you still say I'm all right? And there's no way of doing that. It's tough. Like, and so what I would do is, this is before mobile phones, obviously, was like I'd just kind of hide and just hope <laughs> that it just all went away. And like, and I'd ask my dad if he answered the phone to say I weren't in. Uh and then invariably, they'd come to one of the clubs I was working at. Uh, and yeah, and just be really horrible. But about 20 years ago, I'd done the full high fidelity and went and caught up with probably four or five girls that mm. I'd dumped and well, apologised. Dumped at the end of a pier. Like, and yeah, d- yeah. Dug up their like, bodies. I'm really sorry. Ditches, like, no, but like, I did went and like literally apologise to them all for just being a fucking bit of a helmet. Like, so I was just a fucking immature lad that didn't know how to go. I don't, I don't know. Maybe if I, someone had said to me, just tell, just tell him you're dead inside. I would have been <laughs> dining out on that forever. But like, no have one's ever told me that. Pull out. <laughs> and as you come, say, I don't fancy you anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm so I mean, right after that. I'm so <laughs> Do you think there's like a, a service where you can like ring up some oh, of the freelancers that yeah. kind of knocks on their door and just goes, oh, I need to come in and have a chat, like, <laughs> yeah, I'd s- love, sit down. I'd love like, to do that. Gutted, oh, gutted. Do you think that exists where someone just got, you know, that you can get someone to break up a dumpergram, with someone for you? A dumpergram. Yeah. I don't know. We've got a business there, mate. You'll probably think of a great 
name for it. For yeah. Me. I mean, I think it, it yeah, might yeah. exist, but would anyone have the balls to use me? So <laughs> but that's the reason why I've stayed in these relationships. You're right. Like, it is so much better to get dumped than be the dumper. You're the dumpy better than being the dumper because oh, when yeah. you're the dumpy, impunity, you can slag them off to everyone, <laughs> you know, like, and everyone everyone hates them. When, when you're the dumper, you are a prior. You know, everyone yeah. hates you. Um, yeah. And that's why, like, I, the, the one who's married now, the one who uh, was dead inside, he, I tried to dump him probably three times in the five years we were together. And he all, it's what annoyed me when we split up. He always tried to talk me around and say, you, you're being over the top here. You're being too, you're being crazy. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be thinking this because it suited him you know, yeah. to not split up. Um, but yeah, in the yeah. end, you know, things always come to kind of, things come to a head at the end. It always, if you're trying to get out of a relationship, something will happen. And it happened to yeah. be him uh, sticking his penis in the receptionist. So, <laughs> maybe allegedly oh, oh, no, have they allegedly, got kids allegedly yeah. allegedly did they did have they got kids no he doesn't i know he doesn't want kids so no maybe maybe they've never done it maybe that means the marriage could be an old i guess but yeah. um yeah no no maybe they haven't no but i'd be surprised she's a gorgeous girl with big massive flapping tits Oh, hold on, let me get get it back out again. <laughs> just, we're gonna go back there. <laughs> Say that she's a secretary. Eh? Sorry, Ruth. sorry. <laughs> sure, have you got any? Um, have you got any like incre- incredible? <laughs> I've had to go on. No, no, not that I can recall, mate. Like, yeah, no, have uh, you had it? Have you? What's your most spectacular dumping? Uh. I I dumped I dumped a girl on Valentine's Day. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, it was I was probably eighteen. She was seventeen, and yeah, we was both at college, and she was really nice as well. Really, really nice. And uh, but I I don't know. I just I, it, it weren't for me, and, and I done the thing where I just avoided. And just kind of just didn't phone her. And then I bumped into her on Valentine's Day and she'd bought me a Beastie Boys like video, a VHS. And, uh, oh. and I said, I, I couldn't take it uh, because I didn't want to go out of her anymore. And she was really upset and she walked off, but she did leave the VHS on the bench uh, in the common room. So uh, I've still got it. But, uh, <laughs> you know that's that's pretty reasonably chivalrous yeah. that you didn't accept it and you you, you came came through then. But yeah, obviously yeah. the the avoid hide and seek part, I'm sure yeah. was pretty frustrating. Yeah, and and do you know what? It was one of them ones where I saw her at Hollywood's in Romford uh, about a year later, and <laughs> uh, and and do you know what? Like she she was a virgin as well, and and she was like wanted to like lose her virginity with me and I just thought I'm going to dump so I can't do it and I didn't and I'm glad I didn't yeah. uh, and then she ended up going out with this absolute dick uh, and yeah and I just remember seeing her in Hollywood about a year later and I, I just had that proper moment where I thought oh you fucking idiot mm-hmm. like you proper messed up there and I went and started chatting to her again and she was just completely not interested in me and I was like oh <laughs> fuck's sake oh I love that <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, didn't work out very well for me that one. Yeah, you earned it. <clears throat> yeah, and do you know what? She was the girl. Right? All of my mates. Like, I was the, obviously the knobhead out of all my mates that just really? like, 
seriously. And like, and I had a couple of like handsome mates, and she looked like Natalie and Brulia, right? So everyone called her Beth, like, because that mm. was when she was in Neighbours. And I had a massive crush on Natalie and Brulia. Like, the only calendar I've ever bought was a Natalie and Brulia calendar. And, uh, and yeah, and I, I ended up going out with Beth Bird and then fucked it all up. There you go. Oh, mate, you loser. I was. I yeah, was, you were younger yeah. then, though. Yeah. 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 I really miss her. So, do you remember when I said stick a pin in that? Right. <laughs> so, the the the, uh, the the first girl I ever loved, properly loved, eighteen months. I decided that I was going to tell her I loved her. We had it was a bank holiday. I'd already booked my t- ticket to Cheltenham because she was like a like well, from Cheltenham, surprisingly. And uh, it was exciting to go up there. And uh, it was I was at work that day, and then she phoned me my lunch break. She was like, uh, and she sounded off. And the last time I saw her, when I left, she had a look on her face. I was like, what's wrong? And she was like, oh, nothing. And I think she meant to dump me then. And then she just phoned me and said, look, have you got your ticket? And I lied. I did have my ticket, but I just wanted, I I had a feeling that if I said yes, she was going to bottle out of it. So, yeah, she she basically then went, well, look, I, you know, it's over. She was really kind and lovely and I was gutted, absolutely heartbroken, sobbed my eyes out when I got home. But I've always wondered why she did that. And then earlier on, Stu, when you... <laughs> I'm not saying this is why she dumped me, but if she did, incredible. I <laughs> I had a flat with my mate Mark. <laughs> and he... And, like, Jane would come over, and because we live so far away, literally the first thing we'd do would start shagging. Like, I'd, we'd, we'd, we'd come in, and then I'd go, have you seen the posters in my bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> and Mark would be like... Mark, poor Mark, would be sat in the lounge and would just turn the fucking radio up really loud. Well, we just went at it. And Mark said one time he was walking from the lounge to his bedroom. This is so embarrassing. And uh, and and the track ended. And then he just heard <laughs> in an American accent. No. <laughs> Oh fuck, baby, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I don't think I can work with you anymore, mate. Fucking hell. No. Why is it always an American accent as well? Oh, do you know what, Ruth? I was quite young and I think I'd been watching quite I a lot of your life. Me. And um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it is that. I'm, I'm friends with her now. I'm friends with her now. I might message her and go, Jane, why did you dump me? <laughs> is it anything to do with that American accent I put on? <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't think that was always what I was doing, but who fucking knows? I've got a female yeah. friend who says she puts on an American accent. It's, it's not something I've done, uh-huh. but I do think... What, in the, in the bedroom? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't do it now. I mean, I, I hope. I, you know, I'll, I'll you know ask Molly, but I'm pretty sure I got out of that. But yeah, I mean, I, I remember I, I could hear Mark's footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and it all just dawned on me then, and I, I chuckled. And uh, yeah, I'll carry on. But yeah, I think that's a lot, a lot more common than you think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think there's oh. just pornography, definitely. And I think oh, yeah, thanks Ruth, is, for digging me out is. of that one. Because the terminology doesn't lend itself to like British regional accents, does it? No, I'm from Basildon. Oh fuck, like, baby, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you can't just go fucking shut your fanny. 
Like it, it, <laughs> it, it don't work, does it? It's like, whereas, because you don't see that in films. And I guess yeah. like, if you're growing up watching American Grot, you're going to say, what was it again, Chris? I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> Fuck me, <maybe>, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's made me chuckle. I've totally forgot about that. Like the, the black country accent is, and the Birmingham accent is like the least sexy. So where do you think I get on? Do you know what, Ruth? I, I, I went to uni. I went to uni in uh, Birmingham. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, I love Birmingham. Like, so I love Birmingham. Like, I desperately love Birmingham. I had like the best three years of my life there. And, um, She's going to get so bored if I go into this too far. But yeah, I, I started dating a girl there and um, and she had a really thick Brummy accent. And I remember us having sex and and her mo like almost moaning in Brummy as well. And I remember just, <laughs> she was so hot. Like I, I couldn't believe my luck. Like I really couldn't believe my luck. And uh, but it did make me chuckle when like when she when we'd have sex and I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's obviously not American, which is obviously what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right. Wonderful. I just maintain. Oh, whenever I have the opportunity to have sex, I maintain a dignified silence. Okay. <laughs> uh, reason? Where are we? Reason? I got dump number two. Two number two. Yeah. Uh, I got dumped because he wanted to feel other women's tits and write them down in a book. That is fucking incredible. What? <laughs> wanted to feel other women's tits and write them down in a book. Now this is the first, this is the same guy who dumped me because I fell asleep during Catch Me If You Can. So I've taken him back at this mm-hmm. point a few times. This is the fu- this one's the final straw. This one. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. you can imagine, I yes. go back. So the reason this came about is because. Um, he went out one night. I was waiting for him at his house to come back. Uh, he'd gone out and then he came back and he was being really off with me when he came back. Uh, and he was really angry and he was like, you just make me feel guilty. I hadn't done anything or said anything. He was like, you just make me feel guilty, make me feel guilty all the time. And I was like, I haven't said anything. Like, I said, what's happened? You're feeling guilty. And he was like, oh, he's like, okay. He's in a nightclub. Uh, and I was dancing with a girl and uh, I felt her tits and I really liked it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, right, okay. I said, okay. I said, did you kiss her or anything? He was like, no, I just felt her tits. And uh, it was like, you know, you're not, you're not going to like that, but you know, maybe we can stay together if I c- I'm just allowed to go out and feel other women's tits and maybe I can write them all down in a book. Literally, this is what he said. And maybe I can write them down in a book. I'm still waiting for this book to be published. I'm still waiting for when this is going to come out. And I was like, but me being me at the time and the situation I was in, I was like, I can't believe what you're actually saying to me. Uh, I was like, okay. And then like the next day we got up and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is mental. And I was like, no, do you know what? I'm not happy. Um, And he was like, yeah, actually, you're nothing but a hassle to me. You're nothing but a hassle. I was like, okay. Uh, Yeah. He was like, um, Nothing but a hassle, and I went okay. And then uh, a week later, he was ringing me up, going, "Can we get together?" Yeah. I didn't mean to feel a woman's tits. Uh, you know, you made me feel really guilty about it. I thought, well, it's not my problem. You made me feel really guilty, and I was like, he was like, you know, can we get back together? And I said no. And then honestly, the relief, the relief when you split yeah. up with someone like it is hard when you're the dumper, you're the one who ends it. The relief, mm. if you could battle that feeling when you're free, of, uh, yeah, really draining relationship it was so good yeah. um 
And yeah, I'm still, as I say, I'm still waiting for the book. Maybe it's more of a pamphlet than a... <laughs> it's going to give the Bible a run for its money. That, that's so mental. Like, yeah. it, firstly, he's like doing it. That's like emotional abuse, and that that I fucking hate that in a relationship. And the ones that I've been in like that, I've been in two like like that were seriously abusive. And you, I, you don't. I never really realised how abusive it was until I got out of it. And then I, I'd read up about abuse. And I was like, that's what they would do to me. And like that whole thing of like, you've made me feel awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I've told you about titting a girl up. <laughs> Uh, that's that's what we call it in Basel, and um, and and yeah, you've made me feel terrible about it. It's like, hold on, I, this yeah, I should feel I I should be the one feeling shit here. Why have you made it about you feeling shit? Yeah. I mean, that guy sounds like he wasn't counting a full ticket, Roof. Like the things he was doing. No, I, I don't think so. And I mean, like in there's been times when I've bumped into him in my hometown uh, in the Black Country where I've seen him and. I saw him, he was on a Lawyers For You stand in Warsaw, you know, those Lawyers For You, have you had an accident at work, those sorts of things. And he saw me and I couldn't, he was like, it was the top BS guy, I couldn't avoid him. And he chatted to me for a bit and he was like, oh, I'll give you a lift home. And I was like, no, no, I don't want a lift home. I don't want a lift home. No, no, and he insisted. So he gave me a lift home, dropped me off. He had a girlfriend at this point. And then he messaged me after going, oh, I loved seeing you today. You looked amazing. I mean, I had no makeup on and a little bear, a bear like a bean he had he's like oh yeah let's meet up for a drink and I thought you're still like a piece of shit you're still yeah. horrible you've got yeah, yeah, a yeah. lovely girlfriend now who he's married to I think um but yeah I don't think he was the full ticket everyone's got their own you know now I'm older I'm like everyone's got their own things that's going on in their lives and uh but I still wish him a life of misery you know Oh, I, I hope he burns in oh, hell. Oh, yeah, 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 cool. For you. I mean, I you have both kind of broke it down and analysed it, you know, on, on on a much different level to where I think I could go with it. I can't get beyond... <laughs> the book? The, the No, I mean, that, I'll, I'll get to that, but the first bit, just feeling tits. <laughs> Like, because surely if you're in a club and you find yourself where you're feeling some tits, you're probably in an embrace and having a bit of a kiss and a cuddle, surely. But to just kind of... Feels like he, he just I'm, I'm probably someone. allowed to just do this. Yeah. Like, and then just in case, just in case that's not all right, yeah. I know what I'll say. Yeah. I'll say it's research for my upcoming book. <laughs> I mean, a PhD. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, obviously, they probably had a bit of a smooch, you know, but he's yeah. thinking, oh, it's so much worse. Play it down. <laughs> it's so much worse if I say that to her, you know, if I just say we was having a dance and I, in your parlance, titted her up a bit, you know, she'll be all right with that. <laughs> She's saying Ruthie, she'll be okay with the titting up. Especially when I tell her that it's for my for my research. <laughs> and I, but you're right, Stu. I think that's that's where he was coming from. It's for my for my books, my many books, my novel, you know. Funny. It's the, that's the, that's the mutterings of a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I've heard some mad shit in my time, but that one is, yeah. I'm just so impressed. Something funny as well, it's just remembered this. So like one, I mean, this was, we were together, like, as I say, 25 years ago or something, 20 years ago. And uh, I was just a bit bored one Saturday and thought, I wonder what he's doing now. I'll have a little Google and see what he's up to. And I found oh, Instagram. Yeah. 
And um, the only thing I could see was he'd sent a comment on a photo on Insta of Tess Daly and he'd just put, Tess, check your DMs. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I wonder if she ever saw that. I wonder if she responded, like what was going through his head. It was, a, you know, it was within the last three years that he sent her that message. Test daily. Wow. That, that, um, but that starts swanning in. So because a lot of my girl mate, like say for example, Molly, my current partner, she she was really guarded around me and she's just like, I've had really bad relationships and, and I know of them and I've, I've got a few boy mates, well, who aren't really boy mates now because of how they treat women. Effectively, we ain't, quite a few of us were just like, that's crazy. And I'm kind of lucky with my, even though I come from Baslam, and a lot of us have served time for stabbing other blokes. We normally treat women quite well, but like the amount of stories I hear from my girl mates about how they're, how they're treated it, the blokes are just, they're like, so like caught up in their own world of like, they like, uh, did you see that journalist who like sort of like did where she pretended to be drunk in, in, in one of those city yeah. centers and the bloke followed her all the way back to the hotel room. And he, his justification for it was, well, I like you. And she gave him no no signal, Stu, at all. Not one not one green flag. In all of her behaviour was clear red flag. Red. I'm not interested in you. I'm not go away. And when she got in the bedroom with him, she then so she then turned around and said, "Why have you followed me here?" And he was like, "Well, I, I like you." It's like that's such a mad thing. Just because you like someone yeah. doesn't give you the right to do that. And these things of like, oh, I've got a chance with Tess. I'll send her a DM. Like she gets a thousand dick pics a day from weirdos like you who think that showing your genitals is probably like gonna you know some girl's gonna look at your dick like it's a fucking um what's that snake with the hypnotizing eyes in the jungle book and you're gonna fall <laughs> for his name. it's just not gonna happen they're gonna look at it and go that's horrible dicks yeah. kind of don't look that good <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know i don't know what his thought process was but it's like you know, you're obviously going to be interested in me. You're obviously going to read this message and check that DM now because I've done oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's the arrogance of it. Yeah, it is. But, but I do wonder what was in the DM and I do wonder if she ever looked, but I just thought, wow, that's so funny. Um, Tess, I just see that you've put your autobiography out. Could you hook me up with your publisher? Because uh, I've got a great book <laughs> about feeling <laughs> Tess. I'm doing some research, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just, just a few Polaroids are fine, Tess. A few Polaroids put them in. But when, so when I, and, then, and then more recently, after I'd seen that, I noticed that um, since I've become like bigger on Twitter, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, he sent me a DM, uh, not a DM, but like a friend request, wanting to friend me. And I put on my stories. I was like, shall I ask him when the book's out? Shall I say when, when you know, <laughs> shall I accept and say, because I talk about this stuff all the time. I said, shall I just say, oh, when you got that book coming out? I mean, he probably won't remember. That's the thing. He won't remember he said no. that. But, you know, I, I talk about it so often. It's going to have to come back on him at some point. It's, it's, it's like, yeah. you know, it's folklore. Right now. <clears throat> Good. Your Love Twitter it. handle's e- exceptional, by the way. Oh, Dan Cackroyd. Dan Cackroyd. Oh. Yeah. So it's like well my done. name and my user handle was Dan Cackroyd. But since I started doing like proper writing now, like credited writing, I thought, oh, my name's not, it's Ruth. So I've got to sort of have, but I wanted to keep them for consistency. I wanted to keep them the same. So it's got to be Ruth go at Dan Cackroyd. But I loved Dan Cackroyd so much. I never wanted to, oh. didn't want anyone else to have it, you know. Yeah, no, don't. So, um, I mean, we have literally talked about all sorts of stuff here, but you just said you're you're doing you're writing and doing bits and pieces. So, what are you writing, and how did you come into doing it? Yeah, so, um, so I didn't. I've always wanted to be like I've talked a bit just you about this on the other podcast, but I've always wanted to be a comedy writer or a performer. Um, but I'm I'm really shy, so I really struggled with showing anyone anything I'd done and then uh, we went into lockdown and I just do like normal jobs you know my normal life I went into lockdown and I started to think like uh, you've really got to show some people what you're writing if you actually want to do it and that was um, I started being more sort of open videos and stuff on Instagram but I'm still quite shy and I thought as well like my friends who know me because they know I'm shy they if they see me start doing this sort of stuff, they'll think, what's happened to her? Has she gone mad? Like, what's that mad? And I was really conscious of what my people at work would think. And then I just thought, fuck it. Like, if you want to do it, you're just going to have to do it. So uh, in lockdown, I wasn't on Twitter or anything. I didn't have really any social media apart from Instagram. And then um, after I'd, I'd submitted a few, like I submitted a, I wrote a script in lockdown and submitted it to a few competitions, didn't really get anywhere. But it was good to just start the process of that stuff. And then uh, about a year after lockdown, I thought, fuck it, I'll just have to start a Twitter. I've got to do something because my Instagram is private. And then just went from there. I got, from seeing my tweets, um, my agent contacted me and said, you're really funny. Do you want to do comedy? And I was like, yeah, of course. So I got signed to an agent um, last July. Parker's where I'm on with like Josh Pugh if you know that him from Twitter and Instagram and he's been on those of shows and various other roster. and then also I ended up just by chance I ended up meeting Joe Lysett in Birmingham when he did a show who he's big with the you know he's in with the Glee Club and, and things like that in Birmingham and he's a big Birmingham celeb and he DM'd me on Insta and said I'm doing this live show that's just gone out um, would you like to do some writing for it and I was like oh yes please I'd love to so that's been my sort of first bit of paid credited writing but it's that's all come just from twitter just from me doing tweets you know i'm not a stand-up i've got a normal job but my dream is to 
have a sitcom or I want to bring back Noel's house party and I present it, that sort of thing, you know, variety show. Uh, so, Amazing. Yeah, at the minute I'm, I've done that with Joe and I'll be doing some writing, just helping some comedians in Edinburgh, like, beef up their shows a bit and write some jokes with them. Um uh, and I'm writing, I'm working with producer at BBC Sounds and my agent to come up with a pitch for a podcast with them. Um, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. So it's literally just come from, just from a few, just from Dan Cackroyd, just from a few tweets. But, That's incredible. So oh, good. Really well, well done for doing it. Well done, because if you're like, uh, you know, if you're a little bit worried about showing that vulnerability of your talent or your creative side, it's really difficult, isn't it? So you t- you've made that wow. loop now and, you, you know, it's starting to, you know, you yeah, I've turned into a monster, Chris. I've turned into a monster. <laughs> like all comedians are, yeah. That was the biggest hurdle to get over was being shy. I've always been really shy. I don't know about you guys, but you know, it's just I don't know, but I just had to sort of I knew that that was the thing I had to get over because if no one's seen your stuff, no one's going to ask you to do anything. No one knows that you're there. Mm. So now I've really mm. got into sort of just being really self self promotion is cringing. I mean, mm. to oh God, self promotion. I couldn't imagine anything worse. But you've got to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I remember actually, Stu, like you started following me in twenty twenty in lockdown. In the street, or oh, no, that <laughs> yeah, he said, "I've got." I parked my car outside her ass. Had one of the newspapers with two aisles, <laughs> just watching her come and go. Because I, I was already <laughs> listening to, to our core listing, and I was listening to off the beaten track. So this is oh, actually wow. as, being on this is like a dream for me because you know I, I was in, oh, wow. yeah I was like oh I'd love to do something like that because I was listening to it. Um, so yeah, it's all in quite a short period of time. It's all come around, and all I had to do was. Just uh, stop being shy about things. How, I mean, just to sort of be—I don't know—get get a bit more kind of deep with, with, with this. Like, how would shyness sort of manifest itself with you? Like, how, how you know how was how has it been? Living? Give us some examples of like how shyness has hindered you. So, um, how shyness would hinder me? I, I would not do certain things if I didn't like, like say I wouldn't go to certain things if. I didn't like the way I was looking that day or I didn't feel like I'd got anything to contribute. So there might have been opportunities to meet people, you know, that might further things or, um, like, say, when I met Joe Lycett at the his show after, I just didn't want to speak to him or anyone because I'm so shy because it's like, what can I bring to this very funny and intelligent, creative person? Like, nothing really. And it's through knowing other people, like my mate Raya, who's... Um, like uh, works at the Glee Club, like uh, through other people introducing me to people or like things like Twitter and Instagram where you're kind of behind something where it's easier to send a DM or like someone's story than it is for me to go up to someone and say, I think you're brilliant because I'm like, if I go up and say, I think you're brilliant, you know, they might go, okay, thanks. So, you know, and I would, I would hate that. And also as well with the, with like not being, not showing like saying my jokes or things that I want to talk about. It's like, what if no one finds it funny? That's probably been my biggest fear. That's the hardest thing, yeah. right? If every, what if everyone thinks this is not funny? But then I realised that the best thing you can do, like people like Limmy, Reeves and Mortimer, they just do what makes them laugh. And yeah, exactly. If you're doing what makes you laugh, then it doesn't matter. And now I always think, no. well, if a joke, a joke will never bomb for me because... I think it's funny. So I'm never going to bomb. Like, I'm never going to... If I did do stand-up, which I wouldn't do, that's another thing probably, Stu, that hinders me. I wouldn't do stand-up because I'm too shy. 
got to get up there and say, hey, what, you know, what can I tell you about <laughs> me? Well, you know, this, that and the other. Um, I'd find that really embarrassing. But maybe one day, maybe once I get more into being, you know, more into this sort of thing. I mean, I was yeah. really nervous about doing this. I'm really yeah, really? yeah, really. Because I'm so shy. Like, I just, you know, you get into it and it's great, but it's the building. Yeah. You must still get nervous about doing Oh, we, we are dead inside when it comes to this like, on it, like, on, like honestly like we I mean I, I never get nervous really, you're, you're, you're way more nervous. confident than me yeah, Chris it's really this is really this is such an interesting conversation because I like so I've been talking to someone about this recently and like I can come across super everyone always says you're mega confident blah 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 but I'm not, and I'm, where I'm, my front in is a, sometimes a cover up for when I'm feeling not confident. Not always, but sometimes it is. And where I'm at the worst um, for me, Ruth, is creatively. So, like, I would rather make a fool of myself on this podcast because I can control. If I say to you, my ex partner sucked my dick, and I, I talked in an American accent, I control your ire of me. Right when you go, what a dickhead! I am in full control of that reveal whereas like um if i'm like oh here's something i've written i hope you find it funny i'm no longer in control of that so i uh, it's 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 a really interesting concept that this whole thing so i do come across it but i'm i'm cert- i'm certainly not it's just it's just bullshit you're, really you're good at making small talk though you could go up to someone and have a conversation like yeah. at, at my at, at my birthday like you spoke to everyone there and like and was just engaging with people. No, you was yeah, though, and yeah. and I and I'd, I just could not fucking yeah, do that. I'd yeah. love to be able to do that. Yeah. And most of my friends are like that. Yeah. And I, I can't, like you say, what what you said, Ruth, about kind of you know having that kind of barrier of social media, or or for me, like being a DJ at the club or whatever. It was like that. I had that. I had the sounds stupid, but the decks there, and that was like. I could kind of have conversations with people over that, but standing in a nightclub and talking to someone, that's my fucking idea of hell. The thought of like, like I see like couples come into my club and like, and they sort of turn up together and like, and have a drink and like, and they go to a nightclub together. And I just think, what are they talking about? <laughs> like when they're standing at the bar. Most of it is what? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. I just that's the worst place yeah. to go because you can never hear what the other person's saying. I could not make small talk like that. I can't yeah. do it. That's why I stand out the front of the club. I can't. I can't ha- engage with people inside like strangers. I can't do it. Freaks me out. No, I'm the same. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the like. If I have sometimes I have to go to networking events for work. So you'll I'll go to like a tech conference where you all have a lunch and you all have to sit together. And I will just sit on my own because I'm like, what am I gonna say? You know, I don't know what I've got to say. And uh, I, I just think, how can they possibly find? How can I maintain it beyond hello? Like, you know what I mean? What am I supposed to say mm. next? There's that sort of panic. So I would. Yeah, I'm envious of anyone who can do that. And Chris, if you're good at that, then what's the secret? Tell us, because we're. <laughs> let, let me let me link this to dating. I used to I used to have a mate at Palmer's College, right? Um, and um, he is like an absolute lady killer. Like he's he's not like a, a womanizer, but he he could just pull anyone. And he he's so good at it, he's embarrassed about it now. Like he's got to that point where he's literally gone beyond Casanova and he's like now like he doesn't want to when we're like uh we'd like to talk about like his his glory days if he could just like pull air hostesses 
like just like that on a plane. And I used to say to him when we were like 16, 17 at college, Matt, Matt, what are you saying? And I'd literally have a pen and pad out. I'm like, so you first say you first say this thing, then you say that thing, and then they're really into you, right? Is there a and Matt was like, he'd always say to me, Well, you just well, I don't know what I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm just gonna we're just gonna start having a conversation. He was so self-assured. And he, he wasn't like he wasn't like an egomaniac. He's 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 actually a really nice bloke. He's got a lot of self-reflection when he thinks about things. He was I well, was I a bit too much like that, you know. He's not not like I'm just a monster who just treads all over people. But he was also like self-assured when he spoke. Like if he had something to say or just uh, just chewing, just talking shit, he would do it. And and I didn't get that for years. I always thought there must be this this formula for talking to girls. Like, and the minute I I, I was more way more self confident, which happened around my mid twenties, I I, I realised that is you don't do any of that. You just as long as you could, as long as you, you there's some perspective you hold inside yourself out of of yourself, then you can have that conversation. And, and actually, Ruth, some of the things you said there about how you're you're negotiating your career, it looks like you're like like what you said about how I, how you find, like, I find my junk joke funny, so it can't bomb yeah. because it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. And I think that's like any, like I, I treat any relationship like that. Shoot. Like, I'm kind of like, I know I'm, I know I can be cantankerous and annoying like hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah. Massively. <laughs> but I also know that I, I'm kind of happy with me who I am. So like, I'm happy talking to anyone because if someone thinks I'm a cock I'm cool with that I don't want to I don't want to hate them for it I'm like yeah I, I actually get that there's people I like that I know full well don't like me and yeah. I know I'm well all right with that like because I know I could be a bit of an annoying twat and I'm sure there's people mm. who dislike that person but I think that's it sure I'm not I'm just not really worried about what people think I, it doesn't mean I'm going to be rude to them I, I, I want to be polite but yeah are you comfortable with someone not liking you oh 100% like and I never oh, used to be weirds me out weirds me yeah, out yeah yeah like I, I, I don't really have arguments with people, mm. and like, but yeah, if I like, if something happens where I think oh they're pissed off with me, like I, that would do my head in, like absolutely mm. eat me up, and like, and I will phone up and apologise or mm. do whatever it is to just go look, you know, we <laughs> we call like because I can't handle it. The thought yeah. that like I'm not talking about people that I don't know, yeah, like mm. yeah, 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 but uh, but yeah. Like, but you're I, a really I, lovely bloke. Like you are, you are my top twenty people for personality. Ah, oh, thanks, man. Thanks. All right, top forty, but definitely sure. top forty. Like sure. you're such a nice person, Stu. That if even if you had to upset someone, that's not a. I think people. I think we're very quick to sort of like say like when someone does something bad, that's them. That it's not them. They just did something that wasn't ideal. Yeah. You know, it's just an action. It doesn't. That doesn't have to define you as a person fundamentally you are a cunt but thanks all right let's move on <laughs> that's also on my cv uh what's your number one oh, Ruth, Ruth? just one last thing just before um have you have you read the book uh by brene brown it's been out, out for billions of years now it's called daring greatly no no it's a fucking it's a it's a wicked it's a wicked read um and it talks a lot about the themes that we talked about today and you can get it if you're not if you can't be bothered with that i i, I don't always read too much um audio books yeah. when i drive it's quite a good one that one yeah oh daring so, greatly yeah. Daring greatly, I'm sure that's what it's called. Brené Brown, she's yeah, oh, good right. cookie. Thank you. <clears throat> right, what's the number? What 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 can beat tip book? Tip book, right? <laughs> well, what can beat tip book? Okay, so didn't okay. 
didn't like me going swimming because he was worried one day a man might try and swim <laughs> up underneath me and lick my fanny in a banner times. Okay. Only in a banner times. Only, that was the gym I went to at yeah. the time. In a ba- yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Lick my fanny in a banner times. It's got a nice rhythm. It does. It really you does. Know? And I tweeted that on my old account and it went off. It, it was like yeah. my most popular tweet. It was, I got like 3,000 followers overnight. I just remembered it one day and thought. Lick my fanny in a banner times. Lick, lick my, yeah, it didn't work because he was worried a man was going to swim up and lick my fanny in a banner times. Now, the reason that came about was, <laughs> the reason I told him, I came I, I came home one day and said, I was swimming every day and I had a swimming costume that was becoming quite threadbare all over. And I thought, oh, this is a funny story. My tit, what what little tit I've got, my, what a tit had fallen out of my costume. And I thought, he'll find this funny. I was like, bloody hell, I'm swimming today. Don't believe it, that his tit popped out in the pool. And I thought he'd laugh. You know, you'd have yeah. a good laugh about that. And he yeah. was horrified. And he said, um, no. he said, uh, did anyone see? And I was like, no, no one saw. And he went, hmm. what if one day a man <laughs> tries to swim up underneath you? And, and he did this little licking, like... <laughs> Like it was like swim up between your legs and and I was mm. like lick my fanny in the pool like, mm. no but that was like a kind of bigger it was kind of like a a real hint to me about how jealous and and kind of insecure yeah. he was yeah he that is insecurity beyond belief <laughs> yeah and that it is possible though what a man can swim uh, up underneath yeah I'm ba- I'm banned from a few public uh, pools and <laughs> those I should be so lucky never happened to me to say that. <laughs> That's some jump, isn't it? To go from a slight wardrobe malfunction yeah, to yeah, cunnilingus. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> cunnilingus in chlorine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, can't be good. Hey, stay in your lane. Get off your ninja. <laughs> this is, is nice and clean, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. I um, I thought. You know, really little funny story for you here. Didn't expect yeah, yeah. him to think he was thinking that she's not going to swim. She's she's going for something else. Like as if yeah. It, yeah. I mean, what do you think of that? What do you think about that, guys? <laughs> so it's like some like some granny in the pool, probably. Yeah, he got some funny ideas about women. He was he was a guy who once said to me like. When you see a woman on the street and she's got a short skirt on, you know, she's it's for the men and she's only after one thing. And I was like, I don't agree. Like uh, they're wearing a nice outfit, you know, they want to they feel good, they look good. That doesn't mean put your penis in me now, please. No. That, that that says more about you and what you think. Absolutely. So he thought me, you know, in I thought I'm gonna have to start going to the swimming pool in, you know, one of those stripy all in one muscle man type. Yeah, yeah. A Victorian yeah, yeah. baby. That yeah. sounds kind of sexy though. Yeah. Could... yeah. With a little Not again. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Kleenex. <laughs> but they, you, you can only like they say you can't you, you can't see in others what you can't see in yourself. So if he if he like if he's got that sort of like if people with real strong jealous streaks a lot of the time it's if they're super jealous of you like so I've had this like we're talking about uh, like abusive relationships one of my last longish term ones and she knew this person and I would phone him frequently because of the drama I was getting put through but she'd be like uh, we'd be having a lovely time on holiday and then she'd go you're gonna split up me and go straight back to your ex and I'd be like where the fuck has that just come from and then it was literally when we did eventually split up because of the mad shit that she was doing to me that's exactly what she went and did and it's like I think so like you know 
you, you, if your boyfriend's always commenting about like what that what that girl's planning or what she means to do, often it's because you that's because that's how your brain works, right? So it's kind of like you say, it's just a reflection of that person's uh, sort of state of mind. You know, that's someone else said that they went. He wanted to go swim up under a woman and lick their fanny in a Valentine's. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah, that's kind of like he's yeah. thinking, why aren't I out doing that? See how I do, you know. Yeah, you know, being like, funny about it, but that is that is true. It's, it's a reflection yeah. of your thoughts, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I would, if he's listening, um, I'd maybe suggest that if you are still going to the swimming pools and you know trying to pursue that that dream mm. of uh, licking a woman's fanny in a Valentine's. Um, incredible maybe maybe sort of take a little drop it down a gear with the, the sand effects because the the, the kind of uh, I, I don't think this first is and foremost it's all in his imagination because there would be no noise because it's yeah. under your water. mouth would fill with water before you exactly like, if if you licked a minge in space you wouldn't hear it and if you did it underwater <laughs> In space, <laughs> no one can hear you. If a tree falls and someone licks a minge behind it, two hundred miles away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Does anyone hear the slur? <laughs> yeah, does everyone hear that? Um, Fucking how hell! Do you, how right? So come on, right? So what? What? What are you doing? Right. So I'm gonna go. I'm going for the licking of Fanny and Bannertine. Yeah. What am I doing? How am I doing this? Is this? Am I, am I looking for a, 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 someone doing a particular stroke? I think I wouldn't go anywhere near butterfly because that's, that's fucking carnage, <laughs> no, mate. No, no. It's like you're getting a black eye and a broken nose. Right, say if you're at the shallow. This is how I imagined he thought. Okay. I'm, I'm. He's yeah. coming away from the shallow end. I'm going in. He sees me. Okay. Flips over. Back broke. That is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just one lick as well? What a skill! One's all you need. Just one. Does he do it? Does he do it every every length? <laughs> Oh, amazing. Oh, on, on the little tumble turn thing. How long would it make you take yeah, it to come? Just a little... Just in... <laughs> just like every five minutes. Oh. Every length to completion. That's right. What yeah. was that? <laughs> I think it's got to be breast... I think the the, the, the female's got to be doing breaststroke. Yeah. And you've got to be doing... I think you've got to be doing sort of like that reverse breaststroke. Yeah. So you're sort of like that. Oh, well, that's why I'm going to practice. But he's so he tries to swim over me. Oh, is that what you're saying? Oh, I thought oh, I was swimming from crawl, and he goes oh, backstroke, but under me. Under, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's the most natural thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <It's> sorry. <laughs> Fucking wow. hell, well, that's, really, that's absolutely ruined swimming for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we all know what you're up to. That one's a bit of a cheap one because he didn't he didn't dump me because of that, but it sort of ended it sort of ended the relationship. Yeah, because yeah absolutely. Oh, it's too funny not to tell that one. No, uh, no, again. He's uh, engaged now, I think. I think he's married now or something, you know. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that's so mad. That was 10 years ago, so I hope things have, have changed since then. I've 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 kind of been I've never had the the jealousy thing. That's a that's a fucking nasty thing to have, isn't it? Like whether you're on the wrong end of it or you're doing that, yeah. it's uh, it's a fucking. I felt jealous a... twice in my life, and they were two feet. They're, they're two times, not for long, passing, and I managed to get a check on myself, and that was not nice feeling. It was just horrible, and I, I think I guess after that point, I just what is the just don't just. You know what? My my, my my thoughts on this is if you um are gonna cheat on me, 
um, or you're sick, of, you, you know, you fancy someone else more, then that's that's the right thing. And that's cool. You go and do it. I'm not even, I'm, I'm okay with that. It, it doesn't matter. But like, you got to get there because jealousy is fucking, that, that, those two months I had it on two separate occasions were horrible. It did, did my mental health in so bad. That's that's the thing, like you, when it's getting the check on it. Once you've got a, a sort of mechanism to be able to get the check on it and feel okay, then you're fine. Like, but it, getting there is is hard. I speak as someone who's been jealous like before in the past, and also I've got friends now who are uh, insecure or jealous about you know what their boyfriend's doing. For example, I was talking to a mate the other day, and she was going, "Oh, when he doesn't text me back, I think he's on a date with someone, and then you know I think he's doing this." And I was like, "Look, like." Like you just said, Chris, if he's on a date with someone, great, okay, he's on a date, then he's on a date with someone, there's you worrying he's not gonna stop that. You'll you'll just he he wants to be with someone else and it's good for him not to be with you. I said, but you've got to understand that that's in your head, you know. Um and if you just want to go off, you just want to cheat and you just want to go off with someone else, then he will, and, and that's not the right person for you. And that's kind of that's the yeah. way you have to look at it, really. Um, and go into sort of situations thinking the best of people and not trying to because it does oh completely agree jealousy just yeah. does make it's very unbecoming quality it makes you really unattractive it doesn't yeah. it oh, yeah. doesn't um, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for make you more attractive like you know it doesn't yeah, it doesn't make people want to be around you more. It ends up just being, no pushes them away. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what happened with me and uh, licking the fan in the Bannertines, um, man. That's what <laughs> happened because it just became other things. Then, like, I went to the yeah. corner shop, and he was like, "I was like, I'm just going to go to the corner shop." And he went, "Who are you going to meet at the corner shop?" And I was like, "That's fucking mad." That's fucking no, scary. No one, like, no one. I'm going to buy a bar of fruit and nut. No one. That's a that's a red flag. That it's just those and yeah. it's those small throwaway comments, you know, the, mm. that sort of you yeah. start thinking, okay, like you're not happy. Like that's the thing I started saying mm. to him was like, you're not happy. Mm. You can't be happy because mm. you wouldn't say stuff like that. But mm. yeah, get, yeah, getting a getting a check on that is the best thing you yeah. can do. Absolutely, and then you know you you have more successful relationships. I think. um Oh god, that's 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 bloody horrible. I did have a thing to say about jealousy then, and it's it, the, the the sweet shot things thrown me. Um, oh, that's it. Like again, like we don't teach this at schools or whatever, but like there's there's ways of like helping reassure your partner. Like, I'm not saying that you know, especially when you first start dating. I mean, Molly wouldn't give a shit where I am now. She'd probably be thankful mm. if I was. But like you know, like if you first start dating, because I have had the experience of. Um, you know, people who are sort of like, they talk to you a lot and then they're like, oh, I'm going out to a club tonight. This is obviously years ago. I'm never seen anywhere near it. I'm banned from all clubs now. But they'll like my, my partner had gone out to a club and then they would just go radio silent right through to about one o'clock in the afternoon next day. And we'd only, it was a reasonably new relationship and it, but not new enough that it didn't feel kind of weird that there was just radio silence. And that would happen quite a bit. And you know what? It, it did turn out that this person would, had cheated on me and so i i i i, I kind of like when i start a relationship you should have followed her more i should have followed her more but when i start a relationship i will like if i'm out I, i'm not going to spend all night in a payphone calling them like but i will send a message maybe just to like just until you really know that person in and out and that you have that mm. foundation of trust yeah but um you know like asking what you're doing when you go to a sweet shop that's a fucking whole different that's a whole different problem 
that that guy was hiding, I think. Yeah, I just, I just really, like, it used to just confuse me because I've been thinking I've done nothing wrong. Like, I haven't, you know, you're looking at yourself and I was thinking, how can I be a better... I was looking at me and going, how can I be a better girlfriend? How can I make this person feel more secure? You actually can't. Like, you can be doing all the things in the world and it, because it's in their head, there's nothing you can yeah. do. It's a gaping pit of insecurity, that, Ruth, and mm-hmm. you can't really fix it. Yeah. Probably split up with them. And let them either figure that out for themselves and heal. Yeah. And then maybe they can be a better boyfriend or girlfriend to their next partner. I hope so. And like with a bit of therapy as well, you know, if they if they can access that, I think that really helps massively um, to sort of find out why they're feeling like that. Everyone's a product yeah. of their past and the things that happened to them. Mm. Um, I do wish that boyfriend every success, uh, you know, in his, uh, in his future life, because I think there's just, there's more sort of intricate things going on at play there in there. Yeah, for sure. Shoe, is it your small penis that always made you jealous? What was it with you? Why are you always such a jealous man? That that definitely was was one of the things. My lisp, my lisp always. <laughs> uh, generally, uh, my man breasts are really something that, 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 that hinders. I fucking uh, love them, mate. I know you do, mate, but that doesn't help. <laughs> that that you, you bring more attention to them. Uh, yeah, just all, all manner of uh, insecurities, and they just manifest where I do just find it easier just to get their names tattooed on like the first or second date, yeah, and then just follow them, like, yeah. and uh, yeah, install yeah. a tracking like, device. <laughs> yeah, one on their car and one on their phone. Like, it's it's it's, it's a lot easier. Yeah, then. Yeah, I find I, I find I can sleep better. At yeah, night. yeah, it's a lot less stress, mate, when you know where they are at all times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If anyone's taken anything from this podcast today, hopefully it's that. Get those AirPod tags. Yeah. And stick. I've heard that blokes have done that, right? They've put them in uh, women's shopping bags. What? The AirPod tags. But they've put, you know, the AirPod tag where you can track. So I have it for, because I'm a forgetful prick. <laughs> I was so, going to say, you know a lot about this, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And they always get bought to me as gifts. <laughs> From different people, like got you an AirPod tag. I'm like fucking hell. I've <laughs> got seventeen of these. They put them in women's bags so they can tell where yeah. they're going. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So they can tra- so they can follow them on. Tragic, eh? That's so bad. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. yeah, I've stopped doing it oh, now. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! So that's not like you. Give them to your partner so you know where no, your no, partner no, no. is all the time. No, you no, give no. that to strange women so you know where they no, live. Hold on, wait, wait. This is. Hold on, Your Honour. That's not what I said to Stu. <laughs> um, no, like blokes, they're, they're for keeping hold of you. Put one in your wallet or have it on your keys. Right. I mean, like if I had a child, I would probably put that on their key ring or something like that. Right. Um, but you're, yeah, you're not supposed to use it to track and molest women, Stu. But I'm saying that right. that's what, you know, that's what guys have been trying to do. Wow. I don't know how we ended on this dark note. I know, we need hanging. to bring it up a level, don't we? So it, my concern was that it would be too bleak. Yeah, and then I've yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ruth. It's gone full Mike Lee. It, it really has. <laughs> well, I didn't even tell you about the boyfriend I had who was breastfed till he was seven. Maybe we'll save that one for another oh. day. Yeah, absolutely. What? And I, I did. I really like the idea of doing um, top five sounds. Yes. And hopefully, and hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now we've come full circle. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, honestly, Ruth, it's, it's been, been great. So much fun tonight, mate. Um, you've got to come back and do top five sounds. I think that'd be so much For fun, sure. mate. I'd love to. I promise I won't bring the slurp back. We've got to leave that one out. The slurp has had its day. Yeah. But yeah. 
Ruth, if people want to keep up the speed of everything you're up to, where's the best place to, to follow you, Follow mate? me on Twitter because that's my public account. My username, my handle is dank underscore Aykroyd. My name is Ruth Husko. Follow me on there, please. Uh, I'm on Insta, but Wonderful. it's private. And if you've got a private account, I won't follow you back. So. Okie dokie. No worries. We'll tag you in it on Twitter and yes. stuff. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, mate. We're going to press stop, but don't go anywhere. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.